0: This month on Holistic Health Chats, we are shaking things up. There will still be regular weekly guest interviews, but I've added a few special surprises, starting with this client conversation. In today's episode of Holistic Health Chats, I am chatting with a current client of mine, Natasha. Earlier this year, Natasha enrolled in my first round of the Hormone Repair Protocol, my six-week program, which shows you how to create balanced hormones so that you can live pain and symptom-free. With enrollment opening later this month, I wanted to bring someone on the show so that you can hear right from the horse's mouth, so to speak, what the protocol is all about. Natasha and I discussed where she was before starting the protocol, what changes she's experienced, the challenges she faced, and her biggest takeaways. If you know you need support with your hormones, my hope is that you find a part of yourself in Natasha's story and you know that healing is available for you too. Later this month, I am hosting two free online workshops. Together, we will explore the reasons for your premenstrual symptoms and the solutions so that you can live pain and symptom-free too. To join this workshop, head to the show notes and you'll see the link there. If you want to be first to hear when doors open again for the Hormone Repair Protocol, you can visit celendouglas.com forward slash hormone dash repair. This will also be in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great. So today we're talking all about um, the Hormone Repair Protocol, which is a six-week program of mine that you completed earlier this year. Um, Mm -hmm. And before we get into that, I'd love if you could just share um, a little bit about yourself and also what made you decide to want to join the Hormone Repair Protocol.
1: Okay, awesome. So Me, obviously, um, you know, I'm 28 years young (laughs) and um, I noticed, uh, let's say about, yeah, within the last year, I would say, I dramatically noticed, um, you know, that I was just not feeling myself and I couldn't really pinpoint and put it down to what it was. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, you know, you read up all this stuff and you do all your like self, self doctor, <laughs> Dr. Google, self-help kind of stuff before. Well, that's my thing anyway. And then I'll like, okay, if I can't work that myself, then I'll go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my last resort, which I think for most people it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I kind of just I realized that after doing a bit of research, okay, it could be, you know iron related or maybe it's even hormone stuff and that was something that when I did go to a doctor they kind of reconfirmed that all of my uh doctor googling was quite like accurate and that was probably what it was going to be either hormone related or iron or, or both mm-hmm. kind of thing um and then after I did a blood test that's much what it showed up so yeah I'm very very low iron Mm -hmm. um and yeah nothing so much with the the hormone side of things but it's also interrelated that I thought okay definitely got to like look a bit further into this and see what's going on and then you came along (laughs) and your hormone protocol popped up and I thought well why not why not (laughs)
0: um and relating sort of I guess specifically to your hormones what were the main Mm -hmm. symptoms that you're experiencing that made you think something was not right?
1: Well, I noticed like bloating Mm -hmm. and like a bit of weight gain. I mean, I'm sure a little bit was to do with, you know, the lack of exercise and all this lockdown stuff that's been going on sort of lack of motivation, Mm -hmm. but even, even that, so like lack of motivation, I've always seen myself as someone that's very like quite go getter and like, no, I wouldn't call myself a lazy person. Like I'm quite motivated. Um, but I noticed a change in that, Mm -hmm. um, definitely the period side of things. So I've always been very regular. Very regular and then all of a sudden it was going completely out of whack. I was yep. having like 40 day cycles which is so not like me. Um and also painful and like painful periods. Mm-hmm. Um feeling like you know like the depression and like emotional stuff mm-hmm. that comes with it and not so much the pain but I have had like a few you know mishaps along the way with that as well like extra painful and it's like I can't go without you know, popping a few neurophins a yeah. day sort of thing. And that's, like, also something that I've not had to do in the past. So, yeah, just all those little things and the brain fogginess as well, like the, mm-hmm. the non men clarity,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> whatever you want to call that. But, yeah, yeah just, like, it, it, just, it just, just wasn't right, just not me, you know?
0: Yeah. So I yeah. think
1: that's pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting collection of symptoms. Um, and I obviously know a bit about that prior having looked at the blood results and things like yeah. that. Um, so you joined the hormone repair protocol and um what I guess has been your biggest takeaway since joining?
1: I think um so far like I've just in the short amount of time, mm-hmm. I've learned so much, but not, not to the point where it's like overwhelming information. Mm-hmm. Um, And also it's very, very like clear and easy to understand. Yeah. Um, But I think the main takeaway is that we're not taught any of this stuff, especially Mm. as females in high school or anything after high school. Like it's definitely something that, you know, we should be learning these things about our cycle, like being women. And, you know, this, it starts from you know, it can start as early as eight years old, but let's just say for the majority of people, maybe it's between 12 and Mm -hmm. 15 that, you know, your cycle comes along and we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. And then it's like you expect us to navigate our entire, you know, lives with this. And Mm -hmm. we have no idea of how to, yeah, go about it and how, you know, like the hormones, yeah, like affect everything in like your entire month, not just, you know, leading up to bleeding it's like okay and then after that when the bleeding's over and you you know your cycle's begun and you're going through all these phases it affects your mood it affects your like your cravings of what you want to eat Mm -hmm. how you feel how you are with other people and it's just like everything's so intertwined yeah but we have no like concept of this because no one's ever taught us and yeah I honestly think that's the biggest thing I've taken away from it is like such like there's so much information and it, it makes so much sense now. Like once you you know, it totally just goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's how that works. That makes so much sense now because I've been taught.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's such a big gap in our education system. And I would consider, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mum to be very open and sort of um, I would say... Uh, very into the natural health side of things. And uh, there was no conversations I really had with her about my menstrual cycle growing up that were very sort of insightful. And that's obviously no fault of her own. Our parents' generation obviously didn't get taught that. And I think for a lot of them, their experience of their menstrual cycle is basically being handed like, you know, a box of pads or tampons and saying, see you later, you know, and (laughs) they didn't really have any idea about it, so obviously they're not going to be able to pass that on to us. Uh, But I think that's left a big gap, Um, certainly in our generation that we're seeing now with, you know, lots of uh, hormonal challenges being experienced by women and definitely fertility challenges as well. And, of course, you know, if we're not taught how to take care of our hormones, how would we know? But it should just be sort of basic you know, human or female physiology that we're just taught as we are taught, you know how to take care of brushing our teeth and flossing and these things. I feel that that needs really to be integrated in our education system.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. I think like there should be starting that from mm. yeah year seven when you're thirteen, and I'd say majority of people are you know about to get the you know menstrual cycle happening, and um, yeah, it's just it's something that definitely needs to be taught from a younger age, yeah sure. Definitely. and just like you said as well like we've we're blessed with our generation that mm. we're like we're so open and free in this society and we're sort of like i think as like as time goes on sorry
0: about the bird in the
1: yeah i think like as time goes on like i feel like with my like future offspring you know like mm. my generations to come underneath me I'm like excited to teach them about Mm -hmm. what I've learned because I think it's so important that it's like, yeah, it definitely needs to be taught to everybody so that we can then pass on the wisdom. It's like when you think about, you know, back, back, back in like ancient times, they would have had like, you know, it was very tribal Mm -hmm. and they would have had like, you know, women's group and men's group and like the men go and do Mm -hmm. the men's stuff, the women go and do the women's stuff. And I'm sure I'm like almost hundred percent certain that they would have taught a lot more than we're being taught now in terms of your cycle and yeah. obviously to the extent that they knew because, you know, they don't have the modern-day technology that we do, but at least there was that, like, passing on of wisdom and it was all very open and
0: you would know who to go to if you had questions.
1: But yeah. in this day and age, it's like that kind of thing doesn't really happen and that's a shame. That's a little mm. shame, I think.
0: Yeah. You definitely see that reflected uh, a lot in the sort of uh, preconception, pregnancy, postpartum space that uh we had a lot more support in traditional cultures where you would have had like the older women taking care of um the lady who's just had a baby and making sure she has everything she needs and she can rest and all of that whereas now it's kind of like all right you you know you gave birth three hours ago it's time to go home now see you later (laughs) see you later Uh, which is what happens if you're at a public hospital but anyway we digress um (laughs) what are what are sort of the top couple of things I guess that you've implemented in your diet or lifestyle as a result of the protocol
1: um well definitely just being more conscious of what I'm actually putting in my body for mm-hmm. a start like you know look I'm looking at every single label like the back of every <laughs> label of everything I like pick Pickup up in is. the supermarket um and I'm just like it's just an awareness and like a consciousness of being mm-hmm. like, okay, is this, do I know what this is? Do I actually mm-hmm. want to put this in my body? Not knowing what, what's going to happen sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just definitely that, just the awareness, but also I've definitely implemented like, you know, cutting down on carbs and sugar mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because yeah, I noticed like weight gain and um, bloating, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. but since implementing that and changing mm-hmm. my diet a little bit, yeah. Um, I've definitely noticed that that's not the weight gain. Obviously you have to <laughs> give that some time, but the bloating is gone. Oh, that's so interesting. So that was like, I noticed it. Yeah. Well, I noticed it kind of like mm. around my midsection, kind of like above my waist and like underneath my boobs, kind of like right in the middle section, yeah. like just like so much like, you know, cause obviously we wear a lot of high-waisted clothing and jeans yeah. and it makes it so much more, um, like it just stand out sort of a lot more. And it's like, yeah oh, I, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to do something about it. So mm. that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to take Celine's word and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> fix up my my uh, diet a little bit and it has helped. So thanks. Yeah, that's
0: okay. But who, know, who knew? Like sometimes it is just those simple changes that make such a big difference. Mm. Um, and is there anything that you are yet to implement, I guess, that you've been wanting to but haven't quite done yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably like the most basic thing ever which is the exercise side of things okay
1: yep um just because yeah I'm definitely not moving my body enough mm-hmm. um and yeah as I said like the weight gain thing you know mm-hmm. I, I need to do something about that um but yeah I could probably be more like consistent mm-hmm. I think that um you know, I get excited about, you know, oh, cool, I'm going to cut down on my carb intake or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, cool, and then I stick with it for a little while. Yeah. And this is with a lot of other things in my, in my in my life. Like I kind of notice this like show up a lot. Um, yeah, and that is just like I, I fall off the, the wagon a little bit mm-hmm. and then like maybe I'll come back on and then I'll fall off again and then I'll sort of like tell myself, oh, it's okay, like you did well. Like you did well when you were doing it. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I should probably start doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, that's probably where I could improve a little bit. It's just consistency, like being yeah. persistent, staying on course and not allowing myself like temptation to fall off the wagon. So yeah. I think I just allow myself and then go, oh, it's okay. Like you can just get back on. But like that's not what I want to do. The, like, so that's definitely something I'm going to look into improving.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that because it's so common when you try and yep. start a new habit or bring something new into your life. Inevitably, you will, you know, quote unquote, fall off the bandwagon. And I do think that that's OK, because if you ever look at uh, the cycle of change, I don't know if you've ever looked at that before. There's yeah. it's sort of this um, theory about when we have a problem in our life, I think it's rooted in psychology i'm not too sure um when we have a problem in our life we go through these different phases when we're trying to change something so the first phase is pre-contemplation which basically means that we don't even know we have a problem yet so for example this would be like you when you were experiencing the symptoms but um hadn't gone to the doctor yet or hadn't done any doctor googling you're just experiencing the symptoms not really questioning them, kind of just going, oh, this sort of sucks, but not really doing anything about it, right? So there's a problem there, but you're not really even sort of aware of it. Um, and then the contemplation phase is you starting to do the doctor Googling. So you're going, okay, I've acknowledged these symptoms are here. I know that there's a bit of an issue going on. I, you know, I need to work on changing this. So you've started Googling. Um, and then the action phase comes in. And, uh, That's when you're like going to the doctor and doing something about it or joining the hormone repair protocol and doing something about it. And then the maintenance phase comes in. So say in the hormone repair protocol, you've noted these things that are going to make an improvement in your menstrual cycle, but now you actually need to, you know, um, put them into practice and stick with them. Inevitably, you'll sort of, um, I think there's the next phase in the cycle of change is about, I can't remember the phrase, but basically exactly that falling off the bandwagon because it's sort of um, our habits are so deeply rooted in our sort of subconscious mind that we don't even think about it. We are just default back to that and it is a safety mechanism in our brain. So we are comfortable and we feel safe doing the things that we do every day that are sort of deeply rooted in our daily habits And so when we try and change, it's uncomfortable for our brain. Our brain doesn't actually like the change. It doesn't like us doing something different. And so it will try and draw you back down to what you're used to doing. And that's what makes it hard. And that's when you feel that exact mechanism is that internal tug of war in your brain when you're going like, you know, I really want the bar of chocolate, but it's also not in alignment with my goals. And then you give in and you have the bar of chocolate. So there's like going back to your old habits because that's where you're comfortable. Um, So I think acknowledging Mm -hmm. that that happens and then also sort of knowing that you can um, just start again the next day, I think is, um, yeah, something great to keep in mind. And then other things you can do um, I'll send you some resources on it actually, but around staying in the action or the maintenance phase, are around making things easy for yourself. So, say, for example, a nutrition example of this, uh, if you're wanting to follow a slightly lower carbohydrate approach, which is what you'd mentioned earlier, uh, it's going to be really hard for you to do that unless you prepare your meals ahead of time for your work lunches because you have a really busy life, right? Uh, and so You're going to be making it really hard for you to stick to your goals uh, and actually act in alignment with future you if you haven't prepared for that situation and you haven't and you're getting to that lunchtime and going, oh, well, I don't actually have anything. I don't have time to go out and source an option in alignment with my goals. I'm just going to go with what's readily available. Whereas, um, you know, if you made it easier on yourself and prepped some food ahead of time for your week lunches, Then it becomes easy to do it because you've got it with you and you can make a really nice choice because you've made that easy for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I probably butchered that a little bit.
1: No, no, no. It totally makes sense. Like you're just saying, basically, the more prepared you are, the easier it's going to be to stick to your goal, essentially, because yeah, your brain's not going to be there trying to like tempt you otherwise. Like, come on, let's just go and. You know, let's just go and buy sushi for lunch instead. Like, you know, you love sushi, you really love sushi. Come on, let's go. And you're like, no brain, please stop, stop pulling me into this darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you've got the food there, you're like, well, I feel guilty for not eating this because I've prepared this and I took time out of my day to prepare this. Mm-hmm. And it's here and it's just ready to go. So why would I eat anything else?
0: Like yeah. it's just kind of like you're setting yourself up for success. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's a good book um, actually that you should go and read if you want to. It's yeah. very short. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay, It uh, basically goes into that and um, how you can make the new habits you want to create for future you a bit easier and sort of hack your life in that sense. Um, it's very good. It's very cool. Good read.
1: cool. Thank you. I love that you said it's a short book.
0: Yeah, into I'm that all about that life, <laughs> all about the short ones. Yep. Yes, Thank for you. sure. <laughs> um, okay, so now that you've sort of not quite finished the hormone repair protocol, but you're in the midst of it, yeah. I guess how has your thinking and feeling around what you were experiencing changed from when you first joined? Sort of um, around your hormones, around taking care of your cycle. Where were you, I guess, at previously versus where you are at now?
1: Well, um, great question. I might have to think about this. I mean, obviously before I mentioned that the symptoms that I was having were, well, what I didn't mention actually was that they were quite like dilapidating and really like interfering with my life and with Mm -hmm. my work life in particular to the point where I was having to take days off because Mm -hmm. I was so almost nauseous and dizzy and just like the fatigue and the the brain fog was just like, so overwhelming that I had to you know it was affecting my life and Mm -hmm. I was like wow I really have to look into this and do something about it take care of myself Mm -hmm. um which is I think something I've like not always kind of neglected but I've not always put a lot of emphasis on how important that is for me to just be able to function on a very basic level and then not only just function but like excel in areas as well Mm -hmm. you know it's not really just about existing it's about like you know, being the best that you can be. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that definitely comes down to like nourishing your, your body and yeah, taking care of yourself and having an interest in taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think prior to, it's always been this way for me until I have like really strong symptoms and it is interfering with my life as it was. That's when I go, okay, that's my wake up call that, That's my red mm-hmm. flag alarm bells. So yeah, from that moment, um, obviously that's when I actually like kind of kicked myself up the backside, so to speak. Yeah. And actually went, cool, I'm going to take control now Mm -hmm. um, and have a look into what's going on. So obviously I did all the things that I mentioned. And now, um, yeah, since doing and starting the hormone protocol, I just, I think, again, it's more of just an awareness of like learning all these things about the cycle and about just, you know, your your life, it's just lifestyle. It's just Mm -hmm. everything encompassed um, is just good for like from an awareness perspective Mm -hmm. just to go, Okay, it just it just makes you think about everything and what makes you want to take care of yourself more. Um, but also, I've you know you obviously know, but for everyone else that's listening, um, I've been taking uh, iron supplements that mm-hmm. Selene's you know prescribed me um, for the last oh, it's been about what four months. Yeah, I'd say. three or four months, something three
0: like that. Months, something like
1: mm-hmm. that um, taking them daily, so um, I've definitely noticed that like all of the symptoms that I had before. Are completely gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I really feel fatigue now. Um, you know, I don't have the bloating as I said, and, um, cycle. I thought it was getting, I thought it was, um, becoming regular and I was mm-hmm. getting really excited about it. Like just as soon as I was taking the the iron supplements, it mm-hmm. was like, Oh cool. It was 30 days. It must be back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it was really regular again, but I'm just, I'm just, like, letting my body, like, do its thing, you know, and yep. not getting upset about the fact that it's not exactly back to perfect normal as it was prior to having all of these, like, hormone imbalances before, um, just knowing that, like, yeah, I, like, I trust my body. Like, I trust that it's, you know, I'm taking care of it enough now after mm-hmm. everything that I've, you know, gone through with you and done through the hormone protocol
0: mm-hmm. that's,
1: like, it's, it is going to fix itself. It may just take some time. And I'm okay with that because I trust that, you know, in the end, it's going to come good and I'm going to be feeling very sprightly.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it can, you know, anything hormone related can really take three to four months of sort of concerted effort before you start to see big leaps and bounds. But I think it's always a good sign when you do see improvements, even if you see them only for, you know, maybe one or two cycles and it sort of goes, quote unquote, backwards. Um, It is really promising to see improvements like that. And um, then as you would probably know from doing the hormone repair protocol, I'm all about continuing to monitor those symptoms and also all about like checking in again in three and six months time. And, you know, three months down the track, if you are continuing to have these symptoms and it hasn't changed at all, well, that's an indication that there's something else not quite right in, you know, maybe there's something that's been missed or nutritional lifestyle that needs to be tweaked. Um, But certainly if you're seeing improvements, it can just be a time factor whereby you just need to uh, continue with what you're already doing and that, you know, six months down the track you will see that um, come full circle.
1: Yeah. And I can just imagine as well if I had just neglected all of the things that you've recommended you know, I've learned on the hormone protocol and maybe even what doctors have recommended and that kind of thing to know that, you know, let's say I was eating like very heavy, like carb foods and like a lot of sugar and just like, not, just not, not taking care of my diet and myself. I could just imagine, you know, how much of like a downward spiral mm. it would have been. Like I could have just, yeah, I could have been, I could have become bedridden, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, had I have not done something and taken action and just listen to advice, like from yourself, then it's like, wow, what, what could have been if I just didn't, you know, listen to my body and listen to others that want to take care of
0: me as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your Sunday morning with me. Um, I couldn't think of a better place to be, (laughs) Celine. I really, really appreciate that you've taken the time to share a bit about your experience. Um, And I really hope that this also sort of helps to inspire other women as well to take action and get started. There's no expectation that you're ever going to do everything perfectly or do it hundred percent because we all have busy lives and we're all sort of, you know, unique snowflake human beings mm-hmm. and it makes change. Totally a bit interesting. Um, yeah. But certainly if you, you know, resonate with Natasha's story or her symptoms, um, then the hormone repair protocol is definitely the right place for you. I'll just leave it for you, Natasha. Did you want to add anything else to the conversation or anything else that you think listeners should know? My one, I guess, piece of advice or well, two things really is
1: mm-hmm. to listen to your body. hmm and to trust the process, yeah, and give it time.
0: Yeah, three things.
1: No, that's pretty much it, though, because I'm definitely someone that's um, quite impatient with mm-hmm. seeing results. And if I don't see them straight away, I get a bit disheartened, and that's when I will fall off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, my symptoms were severe enough that just a tiny few tweaks mm-hmm. made so much of a difference, and now I'm just like you know, it's put me in that mindset of, you know, trust the process, trust your body and, and time. And that's yeah. pretty much it. But I think highly, highly recommend the hormone protocol for everybody that's maybe considering it, um, mostly just because, yeah, I found that it was really, really easy and straightforward to understand, not like big scientific words that you then have to go and Google, like pause the video, <laughs> go and Google. None of that. It was just like done in a very good, um,
0: yeah, just in a really good way. So it's I highly recommend it. Amazing. Thanks so much again for sharing your time with me. I really, really appreciate it. All good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holistic Health Chats. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and review in iTunes, as this allows me to help more women just like you holistic health chats is not intended to replace medical advice so please consult with your practitioner before making any changes to your current health if you are ready to take your health to the next level and would like some personalized support the next step is booking in for a complimentary health chat please head to celandouglas.com forward slash book for more information